Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Earn Fun Average Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Prophet from the great state of Kansas, and with me today I have... Johnny Bowen from the great state of Mississippi. Today we are coming to you live from Regions Field in Birmingham, Alabama. We're getting ready to see the Tennessee Smokies play the Birmingham Barons. Johnny and I have finally met for the very first time. We had a fun afternoon uh, taking in some Alabama lunch, and then we went over to historic Rickwood Field and talked with Clarence Watkins from the Friends of Rickwood, told us some really great stories, and now we're over here in Regions Field. We got some media credential passes, so we're in before everybody else, and we're sitting here in the stands. As you can hear, there's some music going on in the background, but got our recording going on here, so we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Yeah, you're hearing the crack of the bat from the Tennessee Smokies. Pretty cool. So, Johnny, I have been to Birmingham for the very first time as of yesterday. So my brother Joe and I came up and we were at the Kids Day game. And there is 7,400 people in attendance. About 7,000 of them were screaming kids and another 400 of them were us average fans. And it was obviously a very hot Alabama afternoon. So we had to stand up underneath the uh, overhang so we could get some shade. But tell us a little bit about your experiences at Regions Field. Well, this is only my third visit here, and it's an absolutely gorgeous ballpark. It, having grown up in Birmingham, to see this, it's been around since 2013, is still just amazing that this is in Birmingham. The skyline, the, the setting, are just amazing. You have that big league feel in a minor league setting. On our Profit Palooza trip that my brother Joe and I have taken, this is our fifth game, and so far the home team is 0-4. Unfortunately, it is not looking good for the Barons tonight. (laughs) They lost yesterday afternoon, and we actually did a doubleheader. Some of our listeners may have done that before or set to do that here maybe in a couple months, see a game during the day and then another game the same night. We actually were here in Birmingham yesterday afternoon, caught the Smokies and Barons, and then we drove up to the Huntsville area in Madison, Alabama to see the Chattanooga Lookouts play the Rocket City Trash Pandas at beautiful Toyota Field. And we got to meet our good friend Virgil, the Lost Gumble on Twitter. And unfortunately for the Trash Pandas, they got beat 13-4. to They had a seven-run, seventh inning, and capped off with a grand slam that they gave up. So we apologize to Virgil uh, <laughs> for that loss. And uh, we'll see how tonight goes. And then we have a couple more games in our uh, Profit Palooza trip. We're going to head over to Tuscaloosa tomorrow to see a NCAA and SEC game between the LSU Tigers and the Alabama Crimson Tide in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And then we're finishing it off with one more game in Montgomery on Saturday where the Biloxi Shuckers, which is Johnny's team, is going to be playing the Montgomery Biscuits. And when we went there on Sunday when they were playing, we tried the Biscuits and Gravy. And I thought the biscuits and gravy at a ballpark was one of the best things I've ever had. That and ice cream sundae helmets. When we were in Madison for the Trash Pandas, they had some absolutely beautiful and delicious tasting ice cream sundaes. Had a brownie with fudge and had some ice cream. 
had some Cracker Jacks on there and was just an absolutely tremendous ice cream sundae helmet. So Johnny, now that we're sitting at a ballpark, is there anything that you go to or lean towards whenever you go to a ballpark food-wise or drink-wise? Well, I hope, I haven't perused the concessions here yet, I hope some delicious Dreamland barbecue nachos are in my future. That's my, I love barbecue nachos. What's specifically on that? Just some nachos and barbecue? Is there any other toppings or anything on it? If I remember correctly, it's just the barbecue and the cheese. And uh, Dreamland is one of those legendary Alabama barbecue chains. And I hope that that's in the uh, mix tonight here at beautiful Regents Field. Uh, if not, I'll settle for a soft pretzel in my bottle of water, but still. I'd have to agree. Whenever I go to a ball game, I tend to usually eat, if it's at home, I'll tend to eat dinner before I go to the ballpark to save a little money. However, if I do go to a ballpark if I'm on a trip, I'm a big fan of the soft pretzels and get some cheese with that. Have to have a bottle of water and then if they have any local beer. We can't get the Yingling beer in Kansas, so anytime we go somewhere like we are now, usually have to get a Yingling while we're there. And of course, like I mentioned, have to get an ice cream sundae helmet with the team's logo on a little batting helmet. Unfortunately, when I was here yesterday for the kids game, they had MLB helmets. They didn't have any logos of the Barons. Now, I know they've had them in the past, so I might go over there and give it a shot again tonight and see if maybe they were able to find some. One thing I was thinking of, Johnny, and I believe the Danville Otterbots mentioned this a while back on Twitter. Since we're sitting here at a ballpark, if you were to work at a MLB, minor league, uh, collegiate, whatever the case may be, a ballpark stadium, what jobs do you think you'd want to hold as an employee at the ballpark? I would love to be the PA announcer. I probably wouldn't have to pull a tarp. Maybe, maybe not, probably not. But I would love to be the PA announcer or like our friend, uh, the young professor, the on-field MC, which I think would be a really, really fun job interacting with the fans. I actually worked myself for the Wichita Wranglers back in 2003, and one of the duties I did while I was there was on the field to pull tarp onto the field whenever it was going to rain, and we actually were able to do tarp sliding, so I don't know if you've ever seen them do that, but once you get the tarp laid down and it's raining, it makes the tarp really wet. You go and you run across it and you can just slide like a slip and slide. And that was probably one of the <laughs> funnest things I've ever done was tarp sliding. So I know a lot of times now they don't like to encourage that. But if you ever find that opportunity, maybe you can put that on your bucket list. Tarp sliding on a, a baseball field is one of the funnest things you'll ever do. While I was there, I also sold merchandise. That was back in the day when you can actually go through the stands and sell uh, food and merchandise so I was so selling merchandise walking through the stands and then I got to a point where I was an usher for a while but I was kind of one of the better ushers the prime usher so I got prime real estate in the section right behind home plate I got to direct people to their seats uh, right behind the plate and I even had one of those fancy walkie-talkies so the, the boss could talk to us if we need anything. I thought that was a really fun experience. I didn't work there for too terribly long, but I was just curious if there was any jobs that you would want to do if you did work at a ballpark. And obviously I could definitely see being the 
PA announcer or the on-field MC. You have such a face for radio, as you like to put it. For all of our fans that are listening to this, once this episode comes out, we'll have you drop in the comments what you would like to do if you ever worked at a ballpark. Or maybe you do currently or you have in the past and just kind of like to see what different jobs out there. Is there any other jobs you could think of that might be fun? Is you know, working at concession stands or working in the merchandise store or anything like that? Merchandise store would be fun. I love that stuff anyway. I like looking and buying merchandise. And especially if you had a part in ordering and having some of the creative process of what is sold, that would be a lot of fun. I've worked in concession stands, not a lot of fun. Not a lot of fun. Now, if I serve you nachos, you're getting plenty of cheese. I don't want any complaints. <laughs> I'm gonna lay it on thick. I've, I've done that before. <laughs> so you're gonna get plenty of, you're gonna leave me hopefully satisfied with your nachos or whatever uh, food item you've, you've purchased. I've got some concession stand experience. My very first job when I turned 16 was working at Wendy's. So I've had the food lineup going, worked in fast food before, so I understand that. And then I actually worked, my cousin owns a brewery in Lawrence, Kansas, 23rd Street Brewery. And if you ever go to Lawrence, check out his brewery. But I worked there for the one semester that I was up at KU. Uh, I worked for him. I wanted to be a waiter. But I came into the school semester in the spring semester instead of the normal fall semester when you start. So he didn't have any openings as a waiter. I was a host and then I helped kind of bust the table. That wasn't the best. And also working at the brewery, I was only 20 at the time, so I couldn't even taste any of the <laughs> brews that they were going on there. I wouldn't say that that was the most fun uh, job I've ever had, but when I worked at Wendy's, so I have two older brothers, Nick and Joe, and. Nick and Joe worked together at Wendy's at the same time. Now, I didn't actually get to work with Joe. However, I did get to work with Nick, our oldest brother. That was fun that two of the brothers worked together and then two of the other of us brothers got to work together. All three of us worked at the exact same Wendy's. And like I said, I was 16 at the time. So it was my very first job. Obviously young and in high school, I had no clue what I was doing. But I also played football in high school. I only worked there for about seven or eight months and then I had to quit because football was getting ready to start again and I wasn't going to try to go to school work and play football have games and practice all the time so I didn't work there very long I've been in the food service industry for a little bit but I don't know that I necessarily could work at a concession stand at a ballpark but hey if if they wanted to have the earn fun average come work at a stadium and just give us whatever random jobs uh, you know I'd definitely give it a shot well, we guarantee you the food you would receive from us would be average. Of course. Why would the food not be average? Don't I mean, expect too much out of that hot dog. Now, the price, unfortunately, would probably not be average. Yeah, well, there's only so much average that we can give you. I don't know that we can give you an average price, although maybe we can pull the EFA strings and get some average costs for you as we have a choo-choo train in the background going on. So, All aboard! <laughs> We were just over, as we were saying earlier, over at Rickwood Field, getting to hear some stories from Clarence Watkins from the Friends of Rickwood. Tell us a little more about the experience today and then other experiences you've had at Rickwood previous. Well, that was just really fantastic. You know, you just feel like you're literally stepping back in time when you're at Rickwood. And appreciate it, as I know you do, Clarence spending the afternoon with us getting to meet other members of the Friends of Rickwood, Ben Powell and Gerald Watkins as well. 
and you know just to, to see the the store they've created there the museum opened up to to meet other fans as they come in to see the ballpark and have that experience but the rickwood classics that clarence referenced in our conversation are fantastic if you love vintage baseball I've been to Wrigley Field in Chicago three different times, and that has the old uh, classic ballpark feel to it. However, the just the experience that we had today, just getting to see it, it was I think the ballpark even has an even obviously an older feel to it. Has been open for over a hundred years. Just to be able to see down on the field, be in the dugout where, as Clarence had mentioned, we you know Babe Ruth was there. Ted Williams and just so many of the former major leaguers and so many big names, so many Hall of Famers, and then just getting to take pictures, hearing all these stories. Had such a tremendous time at Rickwood Field this afternoon. I know they are trying to do what they can to keep it around, and some of them would mention how they thought that if the ballpark was in a slightly different location, that it probably would have been torn down but thankfully with the location that it's at they're doing their best to keep it around and the savannah bananas just had their banana ball world tour a few weeks back there and they used to have different other events high school events and occasionally the birmingham barons will get over there and play it's just such a tremendous stadium so if you ever have a chance go check it out go check out their website friends of rickwood and see what you can do to help donate. They have a shop where I was able to get a couple t-shirts and a, a logo baseball, a sticker for my fridge, and just had a, a lot of fun over there today. And they had some guys that were over 60, so kind of Johnny's age group, and they were just kind of hitting the ball around. And so if you ever get a chance to go in and visit, that's just a, such a tremendous stadium to see, such so many awesome memories and anything else you could think of about the Rickwood Field? Well, I'm glad this my fellow older gentlemen were there practicing baseball. I'm not sure if the team was named Silver Eagles or what, <laughs> but the over 60. Oh, like, you know, just to be in that locker room, the pitchers that they have blown up in that locker room, a young Willie Mays playing for the Black Barons and this great picture of Babe Ruth with these five little boys from Birmingham from 1933. And, but just seeing that picture with Babe Ruth from it's in 1933 with those five boys here growing up in the Depression in Birmingham, but everything that they're, they've done there and, and continuing to do to keep, to keep that place alive and vibrant because it's such a historical part of this community and for the baseball community as well. I'd love for them to do like a Field of Dreams type game like they did in Iowa this last season. It would be really cool to do that at Rickwood if they uh, wanted to, to have some event like that, have two major league teams play there in yeah. the retro uniforms. That'd be a really cool event. Yeah, because when I was looking at the dimensions, it looked like it was 399 to straightaway center. So that's your, you know, close to your 400 where most center fields are around the 400. Uh, foot mark and then the lines I believe are 331 if I'm not mistaken so it's still your your standard ball field so I I don't see why that wouldn't be able to work with a game like they do at the Field of Dreams just have one at Rickwood and now you were telling a, a little bit of a story about some of the movies that they've shot some 
uh, pieces of the movie there. Tell us a little more about what movies they have done and taken some uh, shots out at Rickwood Field. Well, the first one was Cobb. If you've ever seen Cobb, that's not a feel-good story. You, you don't feel better about your life after seeing Cobb. Tommy Lee Jones was brilliant in that movie, and it was the first one, uh, as Clarence shared today, that kind of helped initiate the bringing the ballpark back from ruin and to be used in that movie, Soul of the Game, about the Negro Leagues. It was an HBO production was filmed there. And then one of my all-time favorites, as I know, is yours, 42. Uh, portions of that movie were shot there. When they're when they show Pittsburgh, when they're playing at Pittsburgh, that's actually Rickwood Field. And if you remember, there's an early scene in the movie when Jackie's playing for the Monarchs, where they play the Black Barons at Rickwood at night. So uh, it's to be connected to those movies and just really cool because you can't duplicate to me what is authentic in that old ballpark for these movies from uh, baseball's past. We're talking a little bit, the Birmingham Black Barons played there and what I didn't realize and that Clarence had told us is that so there was two different teams. There was the Black Barons and then the regular Birmingham Barons that played there. Now we haven't been there yet. We might try to get there tomorrow. Um, but I believe the Negro League Southern Museum is right around in this area. Johnny, have you ever been to the regular Negro League's baseball museum in Kansas City? Unfortunately, I have not. So I'm close to Kansas City, south a few hours. 2020, I actually finally made a trip over there. They kind of were starting to open things back up after everything was shut down, and I took my son, Zach. We went up there and we got to tour, go in there. It's right after they had opened the museum back up to the public, and it was like a random Thursday afternoon, and they had time slots that you had to obey when you went in there. And so we went during the second time slots. We are at first the only ones in there. Because there was no one in our way, it, no one was really there to slow us down, so I felt like we went through pretty quickly and didn't really get to take it in, but... I'm like, okay, we went through. There's still not really anybody here. So we went back around a second time, and then at that point, we really got to take it in and just see all the photos and the memorabilia. And one of the fun things that I saw was a picture of Satchel Paige. He actually came to Wichita in 1935. He has the Bismarck team. He had a traveling team that he went and he ended up bringing his team to Wichita and they played in what is now the National Baseball Congress World Series. It's a collegiate wood bat. The World Series is played every summer and we're getting ready to enter our 88th season. And Satchel Page started that when he brought his Bismarck team to Wichita and they had a little plaque and it was talking about his team and how they came to Wichita, so I thought that was really cool to see. And then they have a field there with some statues of some of the players, including Satchel Page, and then there's a bunch of old baseballs that are autographed, and uh, I'm going to try my best to get up there and go again. We didn't really get to talk to him much, but right as we were getting ready to leave, Mr. Bob Kendrick, the president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum, ended up showing up there, and so we just kind of waved at him and now, he's one that I would love to get a, have him give us a tour of that museum. 
and because I just love hearing his stories anytime he's on a YouTube. Somebody is has him on as a guest, or he's always on ESPN on Sunday Night Baseball, or whatever the case may be. Obviously, the Kansas City Royals have him on their TV broadcasts all the time. So one day, I hope I can have him give us a tour. And then, of course, follow Kiana Sinks, who's also part of the Baseball Museum. Follow her on Twitter. If you guys have never been to Kansas City, get there, check out the museum. Go check them out online at nlbm.com. I just thought that was amazing. So as far as the Negro League Southern Museum, tell us a little bit about that and what's kind of in there. Well, of course, just uh, focusing in on that particular league is part of the greater Negro League. You'll, you'll find some really neat things in there. My favorite, speaking of Satchel Page, they have a Satchel Page pitch simulator. And you, you stand as if you're the batter and you pick which pitch you want to see coming at you. When we were there in January, they were playing a broadcast from the old Brooklyn Dodgers. But it's really neat. It talks not only about the Southern Negro League, but also the industrial leagues that made up Birmingham a century ago. So it's just a really neat place highlighting uh, these men and various types of baseball as well. And just sort of the Alabama slash Birmingham kind of history of baseball. We've had a lot of fun with our experience today, finally getting to meet each other, having that experience at Rickwood Field, and then now taking in a ball game at Regions Field. I'd have to say, and I don't want to speak for you, but that's definitely my profit, just getting to hear those stories from Clarence Watkins today and then just getting to see the ballpark. The loss is I didn't have any ball glove or anything with me, and we went to record, so I didn't get to play with the 60-year-old-plus group, but it would have been fun. I'd say that was probably my loss, just not getting to throw a baseball on the field or run the bases or anything like that. I should have taken the time to do that. Um, any profit and loss from you today? Well, along those same lines, getting to meet you and Joe and finally meeting face-to-face and getting to hang out this afternoon and this evening and taking in this Barons game. This is my first minor league game of the year, and so I'm really excited to have this opportunity to be here and come back to my hometown and spend spend time with the CEO, uh, my executive producer today's chauffeur uh, getting me to to Birmingham today and it's just been a great day a great day all around and look forward to uh, a good game tonight between Smokies and Barons. Let's go ahead and let's finish it off let's roll a double play I'd like to say just the opportunity to get to go travel for my wife to be able to stay home and watch the boys while I get to go with my brother and just take in some minor league games and some cities and states that I've never been in just get to spend that time with my brother and then obviously the second one for me would just be getting to meet you getting to meet the CEO and getting to spend the day and then this evening with you it's going to be a fun evening it's right now game time is going to start here in about 20 minutes so it's probably going to get pretty loud here pretty soon as it even though it already has been but it's right now at this point it's a beautiful evening it's a little overcast, but uh, temperature's not bad at all. What two things are you thankful and grateful for? Like I said, just this opportunity this day has presented to have just time to, uh, we had a, a great lunch time together. This just whole day has just been super. And I also wanted to take a moment, uh, my second part of the double play, I uh, wanted to thank Brad Klein uh, with the Birmingham Barons. Uh, 
for his hospitality and his help this week. We are legal. We are media credential fans. How about that? I feel like the Earp brothers from the movie Tombstone when they got their badges. We've got our lanyards. We look official for the Earn Fun Average podcast. So I, I feel like a real podcaster tonight, so I'm very thankful for that. And with that, we just wanted to thank everyone for listening today. Sorry about the loud music going behind. Obviously, we're recording live from my phone. Uh, it's a little bit different than what we're used to. We're live at the ballpark, sitting in the stands down the third base line, just off to the side of the home behind the dugout. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Now, I was told that we never promote ourselves. We let our guests promote themselves, but never talk about us. So I just want to say... Go check us out on Instagram and Twitter. We are at Earned Fun Average, and Average is AVG. So please go check us out, follow us, and then rate, review, and subscribe. And we appreciate you listening. America and Birmingham, Alabama, lower your standards. Average what we do best, live or in studio.